0: The 801 Mentality, it's all about pushing beyond your comfort zone and inspiring others to do the same. My name is Michael Sorrell, award-winning personal trainer, community leader, owner of Michael Sorrell Fitness Studio in Whittier, California, founder and host of the 801 Mentality Podcast. One of the great things about a fitness journey is taking that first step. Whether you could do 100 push-ups or one push-up, people will continue to encourage you. We inspire each other. What's up, everybody? Mike Sorrell here, host of the 801 Mentality Podcast, episode number two, with one of our awesome clients. I'm here with Julie. How you doing, Julie?
1: Good, Mike. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for being here, early morning. The first few uh, couple of minutes that we were recording, we had some uh, mishap. They had uh, some construction and outside, so we had to stop the recording. And then a person just walked in the studio, stopped the recording. Now this is our third time. Hopefully, it'll just continue on for the next twenty minutes.
1: <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs>
0: so, just a little background about Julie. Julie's been an awesome client of MSF for a few years now. She just never stops. She just She's very consistent, very motivated, rain or shine, hot or cold. She's always here. So Julie, give us a little background. How long you've been at MSF and how did you find out about us? Really, I think I've
1: been a client for probably um, six or seven years maybe, somewhere in that neighborhood. And honestly, I first found you on one of those little flyers they send out in the uh in your mailbox advertisement a few years ago yeah it was a few years ago <laughs>
0: yeah when you say mail ma- ma- mailer it's it's, <laughs> it's 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 a few years ago so no that's that's awesome and then julie came in and she had just retired or close to it
1: a couple years before retirement yes. and i i wanted to get in and i uh frankly like everybody else as you get older you kind of slack off on the uh on on being in shape and stuff and i had a i had a job where you know being in shape was important and so i decided to make the commitment to myself to be healthier and get in better shape and uh, i happened to see the advertisement i think i called you and i came in like two days later and that was it i've signed up and i've been with you ever since
0: no, you, you're one of our most consistent clients here at MSF. It's it's always a pleasure having you here. So, Julie, tell us a little bit about your your background, your 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 law enforcement background. How about that?
1: Oh, okay, I uh, currently am retired. I was a I was in law enforcement for uh, uh, not quite thirty two years. Ooh. I worked for the Los Angeles Police Department and. Uh, for the last 10 years of that, I was uh, uh, at the rank of Lieutenant Supervising uh, in uh, 77th Division which is located in South Los Angeles. And uh, during the latter part of my career, I wanted to join MSF and, and commit myself to becoming healthier and uh, we did that and uh, the, it, it's helped me overall health-wise because I've had some health challenges the last few years and i know that coming here it puts me in the best position to maintain my health and to keep me in the best possible shape going forward no matter no matter what happens
0: and we'll talk about that in a little bit julie's julie when she when she invited me to her retirement party a couple years ago yes it was uh, in in la and great people over there So as I'm sitting down, a couple of people were really, really nice to me, asking me, "Oh, how, who, you know, who are you? You're here for Julie. How do you know her?" So I started telling them, "Oh, I'm her trainer," things like that. And they were so, so good, getting food, taking, you know, getting the trap, the the plates out for me, and just like, "Hey, do you need anything? Let me know." Just a couple of really good people.
1: But next thing you know, who were who were they? Julie. Uh, The two people that were helping you out were uh, Ann Clark, and she retired as a commander on the job. (laughs) And uh, Pete Zarconi and I think he was a commander at the time, but he retired as a deputy chief. So they were pretty, you were getting taken care of by some pretty high-ranking
0: people. Yeah, I was sitting on the table with them, really good people asking me questions. They they were really great. And then Jilly tells me after, oh, those were our commanding officers. Oh, dang, okay, good. I was on the right table (laughs) then. That's right. (laughs) And... It, it was great seeing Julie, how much she was loved and adored and respected over there at the station during her retirement, getting awards and just getting a lot of gifts from them. And then next thing you know, a bunch of these uh, these people just walk in and street clothes, just just some big, big guys, tough guys. They ended up being the gang unit. Right. Yes. That Julie was in charge of. So that that was really, really cool to see just just how much people respected you and loved you and adored you I mean thirty years in law enforcement that's amazing
1: yes it's nice to see because you often wonder what kind of impact you have on other people you know it goes straight into your 801 mentality uh, and to see the not so much the, the accolades for me but to see the development of, of the people that that I had the opportunity and the and the Ability to work with to see how they grow in their careers is really very rewarding because it's not what you do for yourself That counts the most it's what you do for other people
0: and that that mentality is is very similar with With the health and fitness industry as a as a trainer I've been a trainer for 25 years now a long long time basically more than half my life. I've been a trainer and there's nothing better to to see and experience someone who achieve their goals but also just push through adversity push through challenges in their life because all, all of us will will encounter that and so that's one of the things I love about my my career because it's not a job for me it's a career it's my passion is seeing people just battle just battle just get through stuff and just push through, no matter what you know we've I've had clients who've had serious motorcycle injuries who they've they've been paralyzed from the neck down from the waist down I've had clients who've battled against just different diseases, very very challenging things and all I can do is just really take a step back and just say wow you you you're pretty amazing to be able to push through that and my job is really to make sure that you continue your path to health and wellness and exercise but also believe that you can do it that that is the key is believe in yourself and and Julie I know you you you're going against a, a tough battle right now. Tell tell us a little bit about it if you don't mind.
1: Okay. Well, uh in January of 2020, uh the funny thing was is uh I went to to my doctor and they ga- gave me some blood work as just part of a general physical. And I happened to be working out here on a Friday morning. I'll never forget and I got a phone call, and I uh, and it was from the lab, so I interrupted my workout, and I went outside and talked to the guy, and to make a long story short, the lab tech told me, well, you your blood is a little bit out of whack, and it's possible that you could have something as serious as a blood cancer, so I found that out at eight o'clock in the morning, and then Later on that evening, about 6 p.m., my doctor called and confirmed that, that I had the diagnosis of that I had a blood cancer, that I had leukemia, something called chronic lymphocytic leukemia because it's very slow growing. That's why they call it chronic. And um, not exactly the way that I wanted to, you know, do my retirement to uh, include having a cancer diagnosis, but uh, it happens. And, you know, bad things happen to people every day. And... Uh, How you address them, how you deal with them, uh, how you mentally prepare for that, that's something that we're working out and being healthy comes into that. Because I'll tell you what, the healthier you are, I'm not in treatment right now, but when the time comes, it only makes it better for me when treatment time comes. Because the healthier you are, the better your body's in shape to fight battles, and Fighting cancer is, it's a, it's a big battle. It's a big battle. And I have to deal with it mentally every day because I'm not in treatment, but my numbers are still going up. So uh, psychologically, it kind of affects you on a day-to-day basis. But you have to make the decision in your mind of how you're going to react to it. And you have to be not only physically tough, but you have to be mentally tough. And that's where working out and working with Mike comes in because he helps make me mentally tough as well as physically tough. That's,
0: to, to me, to me, being the, the, the number one goal of a trainer is to make their clients and people around them believe that they can accomplish what beyond what they think they can accomplish. That's, that's my number one mission for each of the people I work with is to push through. If you don't think you could do something, there's always gonna be a way and so battling cancer is obviously a tough battle, but like you said, you have the mental and physical fortitude to continue to battle That's all I mean and at the end of the day, sometimes that's all the choice you have
1: that's true that's all you can do I mean, you know. If I had a choice, I wouldn't get cancer. I mean, nobody wants yeah. it. But you have to make the choice, and the choice, you have to make the best of it. You have to have a positive mental outlook and, and attack it and deal with it, knowing that you're going to prepare yourself in the best way possible to do what you have to do to deal with it, to handle it. And that's where having a positive mental attitude, and that's where working with you comes in. I mean, maybe I lift uh, lower weights than I did when I first started here because my stamina isn't as great with with my uh, disease. But the bottom line is I'm still coming here and I'm still working out and I'm still doing what I can to make myself stronger. I mean, heck, you look at what's going on in the world around us with the coronavirus. And if I didn't have here to come to and work out, I, you know, I don't know what I would do. I mean, obviously when everything was closed in the height of the pandemic, I did stuff on my own, but um, that's where the, the mental toughness comes in. And then working with, working with you because everything you read is so negative, but the, the people who are, are overwhelmingly affected with this, they have, you know, they have comorbidities, which I have one, the cancer, but there's other things that come in, and a lot of it has to do with being overweight and having other medical conditions. And I'm just trying to be as strong as I can, and coming here will help me not only deal with my cancer, but any other, any other health issue that comes up. I have to prepare myself to be mentally and physically the strongest I can be because I, my immune system is compromised. And that's what coming here does. And Mike and Adina, they are nothing but positive. There's lots of gyms or personal trainers that you can hire. But I tell you what, there are no other personal trainers that are gonna treat you like a member of their family that text you when you get sick or you go to the doctor and say, hey, are you okay? Is everything okay? Is there something I can do? Can I bring you something to eat? That's what Mike and Adina do. They're like an extension of my family. They're friends. I mean, like I said, how many personal trainers get invited to people's retirement parties? I mean, Mike and Mike's there for me, you know, 24/7. You know, if need be, if I texted him. So the relationship goes beyond client and uh, personal trainer, because Mike believes so strongly in creating an environment of family here. That you do feel like part of his family. And I know I feel like part of Mike's family and that if I were to text him that he'd be available for me twenty four seven and that you know, talk about um, you know, eight oh one mentality. That goes beyond the eight oh one mentality because, you know, everybody wants to to feel supported and loved and that's the way you feel here at MSF.
0: Yeah, Julie, you you're and and you know what I, another thing that I love about what I do in my career is we just we just don't get the opportunity to motivate people. People motivate us. And you're one of those individuals that motivate the crap out of me because I'm like, man, Julie's going through so much and no matter what she still comes in. She she sometimes she walks here in the dead heat of summer, right? <laughs> or in the winter time she's all bundled up you know what and you know I, I encourage her and push her to to get out in the sun and do more outside you know when she's not here because the sun is it, it's it's therapy it's therapy for for all of us and right now you know with her cancer it's even more important to get out and 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 get some sun get some vitamin D not just for her body but for her mind too and so for all of us that there's so many people out there that are afraid of this virus which you know there's been hundreds and thousands of people that have passed away from it and i acknowledge that and and you know prayers to each of them and their families but if you are healthier and more fit mentally and physically your body and mind's ability to fight this when you get it, because all of us will get it. It's a virus. So it's just a matter of time. The more healthier you are mentally and physically, the better you're going to come out of this. And like you said, your, your, your immunity is compromised. So it's even that much more important for you to get out there and exercise. And yeah, there's always a risk. There's always a risk everywhere you go whether it's at the store at a bar at a restaurant you want to have mimosas with your friends you want to go to the gym there's always a risk wherever you go but to me the the risk is will never overtake the rewards of of being at a gym and becoming healthier
1: well there's never there's never any i guess there's never any downside to becoming healthier and working no, out no so we all need to do the, do what we can to become healthier. And, you know, I, I feel sorry, I, 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 my condolence to everyone who whose life has been touched by this, this uh, pandemic. Um, and I take precautions. I'm not a, I'm not a uh, unsafe person, I wear, I'm wear. i probably the only one who wears a mask to work out in here. But, you know, I do what I can to keep, to keep myself healthier and I encourage other people to do what they can to, to be healthier. And if it's just as simple as going out for a walk every day and getting out in the sun and getting some sun because vitamin D is shown to be really good for you, then do what you can. And that's, that's the only thing is, you know, we all can do something every day to make ourselves better and make ourselves healthier. And we should try because it never hurts to, it never hurts to try. We, you can never accomplish anything without trying. So we set some goals you know take steps to make yourself better not only physically but mentally because when i retired you know i was used to i guess uh not having an influence but you know feeling like i had an impact on society overall yes. and then you retire and it's not there it's not there anymore so you have to kind of internalize for yourself to try and have a better impact on your own life day-to-day because we all know when we, when we work, that work gets in the way and we, com- and we compromise bettering ourselves and our health a lot of times because we're so busy with work. So when I retired and then I got the diagnosis that I did of the cancer, then I had to concentrate even more so on preparing my body and my mind. And, uh, and Mike is great at helping me out with that. He's very positive, he's very encouraging, and like I said, it's, it's more like family here than it is anything else. And I think that if you interviewed any of his clients, everybody would probably pretty much say the same thing because they all feel touched by MSF. And honestly, I feel lucky that I found Mike and that I have him as my trainer because he is so positive and encourages me and supports me. And it just makes me feel like, you know, you know, that you know we're in this together and that he's there for me and that's something that is uh immeasurable when you really think about it because there's a lot of people that when people hear the word cancer they really don't know how to treat you they don't and i think it's because they're uncomfortable with the word and uh people are kind of they they don't want to have contact with you for whatever reason cuz i think really they don't know what to say or they don't yeah. know what to do and um uh, and that's that's not the case here it's like well what did your you know mike says well what's your latest doctor's appointment what did he say all right we're just going to keep on grinding we're going to keep on getting better day by day and that that encouragement alone is it's worth a lot and it's i i know at face value maybe i'm i'm not explaining it right but the encouragement and the support is worth so much i mean shoot when I got the David Persenbacher Award along with the 801 Mentality Award, yeah. I mean, I'm not really an emotional person, but if anyone's seen the video on Mike's yeah. <laughs> on Mike's Instagram, I broke down crying because that's how much it means to me because I realized what the person behind the David Persenbacher Award and what that means and the 801 Mentality, which was, which was Mike's, Mike's father. I mean, I realized what those individuals meant to Mike and I, you know, I feel an obligation that I, that, you know, that, you know, to win it, that I have to, to, or not win the award, because it's not a contest, but to to be given the award. You earned it, yes. That I, I had to, you know, things like this, talking to Mike, I'm not really a, a outgoing or, you know, person that really talks about a lot, but I have to be able to talk about what's helping me in my this season of my life that that I'm going through right now because it might help other people out. And that's really what we're here for. That's what we're put put on this planet for. We're really here to help other people out in the end.
0: Julie, you're, you're such an inspiration, not just for me, but tons of our clients. And yes, that video really touched a lot of people. And you're right. When Adina and I pick the award winners, it's not just, oh, we're just gonna throw out names out there. No, it it means something to us and it means something to the people because we're not acknowledging each of you that you did awesome and there's nothing wrong with that. People nowadays just, sometimes they don't like to hear positive things. Everybody's all about the negativity, no. If you do something great, if you do something right to motivate and inspire yourself and people around you, you need to be recognized. And that's okay. That's I, okay.
1: I just, I just, you know, I, I, like I said, I feel an obligation to the two people that those awards are named for to be a good ambassador of those awards. Yes. To be positive and to be an example for others. And you know and come in here and and to work my butt off to get better. And like I said I'm not a really a public person. I I'm kind of I would consider myself to be more introverted than anything else. And when when Mike gave me thank God I wasn't at the Christmas party because I wouldn't want to break down then. But when I was at the when he gave the awards to me, I and he asked me to say a few words from the heart and I started talking. I just I just felt an emotional effect or a, uh, that I, c- I couldn't explain. And really, I started to relive the moment when I found out that I had the cancer when I was here working out, and probably about two feet from where I was sitting. And emotionally, I just, you know, I wanted to be genuine. I could have told Mike cut and we'll refilm it or something and no, I'll no. get more composed. But I wanted it to be genuine and from the heart. And to show people what MSF can do for you, and if MSF can affect someone so intently, so personally like that, imagine what Mike and Hadina can do for you in terms of just physically helping you to become better. I just, I just know that, you know, in this time of my life when I have this these issues going on. That my life is better coming here to MSF than it would be if I wasn't a client of Mike's.
0: Julie, I truly appreciate you as an individual and as a client and as a friend. And all I can say to you is we just keep fighting. We That's keep all grinding. we can do. We keep grinding. That's all we can do. I'm going to do my best to be your best trainer, best friend, best motivator and and Julie loves sports so when we get an opportunity to talk crap about the Lakers because they stink it's 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 never a bad thing to right to motivate them but and and it's always great to to hear and see uh, Julie laugh so that's always a great thing but Julie thank you so much for joining another episode of the 801 mentality podcast it's been a great experience talking to you and it's always a great experience uh, seeing you three times a week
1: all right mike thank you i appreciate it
0: take care julie let's keep going keep fighting
1: keep grinding